How is God just? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hear of the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you focus on the gospel in every area of your life and ministry. I'm Brian DeVozik, Managing Editor of The Gospel Project, and with me is Aaron Armstrong, our brand manager. Aaron, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm all right. I mean, I can see the sun out of my window, yeah. and uh, that's encouraging. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to going out in the sun. Yeah, it's, we're recording um, this uh, in, in mid-April. Um, and uh, just a few days, I guess, before this is going to release. And it's interesting that yesterday was pretty cold here. It was. It was like it was like it was Tennessee winter. Yeah, again. it was. And so, so I mean, you know, which of course, you know, for for folks up north and uh, who don't mind me carpet bagging on uh <laughs> on weather things um you know it's not like real winter no, but Tennis- i mean Tennessee it's... winter is like canadian summer spring <laughs> spring see but i'll say here's that. the thing so spring. yesterday it's it's pretty cold i think it was it was literally down it to was, about freezing it was 29 okay. degrees in the morning so today right now my kids are out back slip and sliding Nice. So it's just kind of a day, a day with the difference a day makes. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. So this, everything about 2020 is 2020 nuts, so. is yeah. This is going to go down as the year that we all wanted a do over. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think we're all getting a do over, but that's okay. <laughs> well, 2021, um, except our yeah, 2021. It's going to be a good year, guys. Yeah, it can't. It so, can't be um, worse than 2020. Don't tempt fate no. there. That's well, not um, fate. That's true. That's true. Um, but you know, you know who's you know the thing that we're always reminding are um, reminding each other in my house is right now with everything that's going on in the world, and it's really something that we should be reminding each other all the time is that however else we're feeling, whatever other questions we've got um, about what anything that's happening in the world, whether it's why we all can't, why we're all social distancing, and why we can't hang out with friends and all this kind of stuff um, is that God is good. Mm -hmm. God is in control Mm -hmm. and he loves us. And so those things are true regardless of our circumstances. Um, And they also play into our essential doctrine for today. It does. um, Conveniently enough. Unintentionally. We're not as clever to bring this around full circle on purpose. I think we just meandered here, Uh, but it does relate with our topic today of God being just. So let's, let's just kind of cut to the chase now that we've, bantered enough and let's talk about yep. god is just we got 15 minutes yeah in. there you go uh we got our word count padded so go ahead and uh read the doctrine as we present it and we'll go from there yeah that sounds good all right so here's what we mean when we talk about god being just um god establishes standards for his moral creatures that are in accordance with his righteousness and his moral creatures will be judged according to those righteous standards it would be an injustice if god were not to hold up his righteousness for uh for such a failure would require god to violate his own righteous character since humanity has judged by failing has has sinned by failing to live up to god's righteous standards god has taken it upon himself to make provision by being both the just and justifier of those who place their faith in christ so all that to kind of boil down we can kind of think of it 
a little bit more simply that God is completely just or right mm-hmm. in all of his ways. And mm-hmm. he holds people to live according to that standard that he sets, that we are to That's live correct. justly with one another. Right. I mean, this is why um, this is this is why the scriptures say things like "Be holy as I am holy," yeah. which is connected to God's justice and justness, yeah. really. <laughs> so, um, and of course, we see this all over scripture, you know, don't so we? So, what what are some places? Um, I'll go with the first one, Second Corinthians five ten. Uh, this is what we read there. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each may be repaid for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. So there we have that notion of justice that that no deed, positive or negative, will go unobserved. And of course, just as, as we continue on in this vein of um, God's justness as it perta- pertains to judgment... Um, you know, you look at Romans two five uh, chapter uh, chapter two verses five through eleven, which say, "Because of your hardened heart, hardened and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath, when God's righteous judgment is revealed. He will repay each one according to his works. Eternal life to those who, by persistence in doing good, seek honor, glory, honor, and immortality. But wrath and anger to those who are self-seeking and disobey the truth." while obeying unrighteousness. There will be affliction and distress for every human being who does evil, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, but glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does what is good, first to the Jew and also to the Greek, for there is no favoritism with God. There you go. Romans 3, I think, is another uh, helpful passage on this. In verses 25 and 26, we read, God presented him, meaning Christ, as the mercy seat by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed, meaning people in the Old Testament. God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be just and justify the one who has faith in Jesus. All that to say that Jesus is the greatest manifestation of God's justice, that in Jesus, Mm -hmm. in the sacrifice of Jesus, we see that God dealt rightly, justly with sins, but also we see that God made the way for us to be saved, to be forgiven in a just way. He did not just ignore (laughs) our sins or look past them. He dealt with them. He is just in in that aspect. So Jesus, of course, is at, at, at the fulcrum, if you will, of, of God's justice as we understand it. Absolutely, and I mean, of course, we see we see all through the Old Testament and in multiple places in the New as well that there is that justice is a very consistent theme that happens or that that shows up all throughout Scripture. Um, building your theology on on word searches is generally a bad idea, but um, but the but the the but it is important to note that that the Old Testament talks about justice yes. a lot, both God's people pursuing and doing justice. Now, again, here's what that do, don't hear what we're not saying. We're not talking about we're we're not talking about we're issues around. Um, social concern here in on this on this episode of the podcast. That's we'll get there when we get to the doctrine regarding social concern. Yeah. But um, but basically the idea is the Old Testament calls God's people to 
act justly and to pursue justice and to not pervert justice um, in multiple ways and in multiple contexts. And so some of those things may look like social concern issues. They may also, but they also have to do with legislative rule of law issues as well. I think, (coughs) sorry. Yeah, I think Amos is the great example of this because, you know, Amos the prophet, he's addressing God through Amos, is addressing the people of Israel who were living unjustly with one another. What were they doing? They were taking advantage of, of one another. The rich were taking advantage of the poor, were charging obscene interest and debts and so forth. And uh, they just were not living rightly. They were taking advantage of, of one another and so forth. And so God calls them to task and basically says, hey, guys, you're trying to worship me. You're still going through the motions of worship. You think you're you're performing the right sacrifices. You think you're performing the right worship. But it's it's hollow clanging of a symbol to me. It's it's you know, I your your offerings are a stench to me, not a sweet fragrance. And and God says, here's what you need to do. You need to let justice roll like a river, flow like a river. And, and so there we see God is fusing this together that our worship of him, our right living before God cannot be separated from our right living with one another. And again, as you're saying mm-hmm. here, and, you know, we, and, and it deserves, I, it, it will be a good conversation when we get to it, our doctrine on social concerns. But I don't want somebody reading or hearing what we're saying wrongly. There's a place to discuss where the church's role is in dealing with issues in our in our culture and in our society and how closely these questions come to the gospel there's a there's a place for that but -hmm. we're not necessarily talking about that today what we're talking about is simply living justly with one another demonstrating god's justice to one another um and and that's that's an important thing that we see throughout scripture as as we're saying yeah, absolutely. And so that kind of leads to, yeah, and that kind of leads to some of the, you know, some of the, we usually talk about cautions when it comes to understanding understanding our doctrines. And, and of course, we've been talking a lot about cautions already with this one, yeah. uh, because unfortunately, there is a, there's such a large debate that's going on among, um, uh, um, among, among, fellow believing Christians um, that would generally, I think generally agree on, on all of the core essentials um, in, in at least some way, shape or form, but it's just the application of some of these things where, where people are disagreeing. Um, And so, so right there, that kind of leads into, into a caution is, is that we have to, when we think about, um, Justice and specifically God being just uh, from a, a doctrinal perspective, we do have to look at it first from what it means for Him to be just. Mm-hmm. And so, what that means is is that um, we need to recognize at least two aspects that exist with this. And the first of those is that we know that God's justice and God's justness um, mean that He doesn't overlook injustices whether those are injustices that are committed against us or committed by us mm-hmm. he notices those um and so it is so that that's those those two things together really 
he he knows when we when we are sinned against yeah when someone perverts justice against us second he knows that he knows when we pervert justice when we commit an unjust act when we sin against someone else those things do not go unnoticed yeah and and ultimately addressed in some way shape or form right and and so this is this doctrine is a comfort to us but also it it's kind of a a wake up um there there's it there's is. cause for concern an alarm here um rightly so for us to pay attention close account to how we're living yeah and <clears throat> and i mean that's that's kind of the faith key thing there is um if we see a persistent pattern of Un, unjustness or injustice in our lives um, if we are if we are known by take known for taking advantage of others more than we are significantly more than we are for um, our <clears throat> compassion and kindness and pursuit of justice for other people um, again in the right kind of sense in the right context all that kind of all the caveats that um, someone may need um if we are known not for loving others and maybe that's a, the best yeah. way to say it n- knowing loving others showing compassion um doing all the basically all of the the positive ways that the bible talks about what it means to live a just life yeah that's what we want to be known for and if we're not known by that then then we should honestly be terrified yeah so because our our unjust actions are either dealt with to your point brian in two ways either they are paid for by jesus um and so when we recognize that we have sinned against someone else we pursue repentance so we seek god's forgiveness and we seek the the forgiveness of others and we make restitution for that so meaning we try to we do in as much as we are able seek to right what we have done wrong um but if we don't do those things if those things are not our natural inclination or even um through the prompting of the holy spirit our inclination more is maybe the more accurate way to say it um if it doesn't occur to us to do those things ever then perhaps we have something greater to be concerned about yeah i think what you're getting at is you know this is an example of if you're living unjustly as as a pattern of your life then i think that causes the question are you really regenerate um has have you truly trusted in Christ? Has he changed you through the power of the gospel? Um, if we are in Christ and we commit an injustice, well, yeah, I mean, that sin is paid for. It's it's forgiven. However, that does not mean that we are exempt from consequences on earth. And so, you know, the, the extreme example, um, you know, prison, you, you if you treat somebody unjustly, illegally as well, then you could end up in prison, even if you're a believer. So we got to be careful about that. And again, I don't want to be too heavy here. We do need to be sobered by this doctrine, but also we need to delight in this doctrine because, again, for the times that we have been wrong, to think about the persecuted church, 
think about I, I've known people who have had loved ones murdered, for example, and a great injustice has been perpetrated on, upon them. And even if that murder is never caught on earth, we know that God is aware that justice will be delivered in one way, shape or form. And that takes me to my caution I want to offer with this. I, I, this is a doctrine that we can, can warp and use as an excuse to take justice into our own hands under the guise that we're doing God's work. Well, God is just, and, and therefore I'm going to go and I'm going to bring about justice. It is true that God may certainly use people to carry out his justice. The government is an example of this. And there's, there's courts for a reason and police and so forth. However, we need to be really careful not to cross the line and, again, let this doctrine be an excuse for us pursuing what we deem as justice and how we deem justice that is needed to be delivered. That is where we lapse into vengeance. And that is not what is in store here. We need to trust in God to bring about justice in his time and in his way and not seek vengeance. Um, our, our attitude is a big part of this. Our heart posture is a big part of this. Um, but there's just a caution that, that we have to keep in mind. Absolutely. And I mean, in all honesty, I mean, all of us have these moments where we are where we are faced with that choice. Yeah. And and it can be as simple as how do you respond in traffic? Now, yeah. a lot of us are out of traffic out of practice with this <laughs> because we haven't been driving around very much. Um, Nashville is not known for having great drivers. Nope. Um, and we have to own our part in that if we uh, drive in Nashville. <laughs> so um, so sorry. Eh. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, think about how think about how you respond when someone when someone does something foolish when they're driving when they're using their phone when they're not supposed to when they're when they cut you off or stop short or whatever um do you stew are you stewing about it are you raging about it do you um do you get super aggressive and you kind of go after them a little bit do you, do you check your brakes you know and and Try to get them to yeah. rear end you and, and then say, well, yeah. they got what they deserve. They were they shouldn't have been tailgating me. That's vengeance. I mean, it kind of is. And I mean, Brian, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, if you wouldn't tailgate cool. me. <laughs> well, you know, I'll, uh, I'll work on All that. Right. I'll work on that when we're allowed to drive That's again. Right. So. All right. So let's move to the last <laughs> question that we always ask in these episodes. And as what difference should this doctrine make? We, we've started to hint at some of them, of course, but um, Aaron, is, is there any kind of last word and a difference that you can think of? Yeah, I think that one of the things that I would definitely um, encourage us to remember is that the, the truth of God's justness and, and his declaration and pursuit of justice is that we can trust in God mm -hmm. and we can have peace in, in any situation that we face. I mean, I opened up this, this episode talking about how we, we're trying to always remember these three things that God is good, that he is in control and that he loves yeah. us. And so those, so the, the, the God's justness, the fact that he is just 
is wrapped up in that. And that's really good news for us because, I mean, honestly, if he if we doubted that, I don't know that we could sleep at night. Yeah. And I think, you know, that is, again, as we think about our lives, the positive. But when I think about people who are not in Christ, I, I think this, the, a difference, another difference that this doctrine should make is it should motivate us toward evangelism. Um, to think mm-hmm. about God is just, so he will not look past the sins of people. Um, on the day of judgment, he will not look anybody in the eyes and say, you know what, I'm going to grade you on the curve. Or, you know what, we'll just keep this between you and me. Uh, go ahead. You know, I'll. Here's a yeah, gimme. Here's a gimme. That God's wrath is upon all of those who have not trusted in Christ. And God is just. That will not change unless they trust in Christ and that judgment is then shifted to Christ. And so this should motivate us toward evangelism with a heart for lost people, a heart, uh, a compassion, a mercy for them, a desire that none would experience eternity apart from God, apart from anything good. So our heart should be stirred to want to share the gospel with others so that they too might trust in Christ and experience the beauty of God's justice, of how he has taken upon himself the sins of that person and provided forgiveness uh, and, and righteousness through Christ. So to me, trusting in our context, having peace, but then desiring for other people to have that as well. All right. I think that's a good place to wrap up. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of this podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. 